welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and um, hopefully I will organize my thoughts. Um, I, I have several things going through my mind right now and hopefully I'll make a cohesive um, discussion. I, I just saw a patient for back pain that I was uh, working with for weakness and numbness in fingers four and five um, before he had a surgery. Um, they did an elbow surgery. They, they saw a bone spur that was uh, hitting the ulnar nerve. They um, corrected that and then they uh, the doctor um, moved the ulnar nerve from, let's see, how would I explain it? From um, more on the ulnar side of the medial epicondyle um, and then brought it around to, what do I want to say, a more proximal, proximal path. Um, anyway, flipped it over to the other side of the epicondyle. Um, and then, uh, so he came in for back pain and I, and he had had that surgery, I don't know, three months, four months ago and was frustrated. He was telling me he's frustrated with his, uh, with his doctor because his, his hand is still weak and he's wondering like, what, why did he even go through this surgery? Um, now I should say that Every time I treated him for that weakness, I treated it as like a cubital tunnel issue uh, where I would treat the flexor carpi ulnaris and the flexor digitorum profundus and the flexor, uh, the extensor digitorum communis, um, maybe even sometimes the uh, abductor digiti minimi on the hand. Um, but I would, um, basically I was treating it as a nerve entrapment in the forearm, um, working with his neck occasionally, but finding that really the, the biggest benefit was coming from working below the elbow. So he would, he would leave feeling good, but the weakness, numbness, et cetera, would come back. So like a day or two later, um, so anyway, after his uh, surgery, um, I really didn't see him that much. He came in for his back and he was telling me about his hand and it was frustrating that he wasn't feeling that much improvement. So I, so I treated it again and I said, I, I don't even know why, why did we not even treat this um, after your surgery? And, and he reminded me he had come in after surgery, but it had been like the week uh, of the surgery, and, and both of us agreed too soon to um, do much. So we waited, and then I didn't see him, but 
Anyway, I treated him and his hand strength is back. And um, many days later, his hand strength is back. I think we're, we're about a week out, almost a week. Um, and his hand strength is fine. And he has normal sensation. So I'm thinking that this is something that you see um, pretty regularly post-surgery, that there will be muscle inhibition and even sometimes um, neuropathies that the surgery was meant to correct, but that kind of drag on after the fact. And those uh, issues very often resolve really well and really quickly with electric stim acupuncture, uh, putting needles into the motor points of the affected muscles, or even treating muscles that you feel were entrapping nerves previously, because I think they they still will shorten from the surgery. They'll they'll the pain will cause muscle shortening. Um, the pain could cause the inflammation and weakness, um, inhibition basically of the muscle, and it can re be really beneficial to go back in and treat those same things that were being treated before the surgery and, th and then see if they don't hold uh, better post-surgery. I think very often they do. And you'll see that um, even if someone doesn't have surgery, if they have a sciatic condition where there's a, a medical intervention, possibly some sort of epidural um, even if they start feeling better and the sciatica goes away, what you'll see when you when they come in is some sort of sequelae of sciatica. So they'll still have achiness in the muscles that got affected by the sciatic flare. So the biceps femoris and the hamstring, the peroneals down the side of the leg, lateral gastrocnemius, these muscles often stay short and possibly full of pain chemicals. And so treating those muscles usually resolves any lingering uh, effects of the sciatic flare-up. Um, you'll see that a lot. And it's interesting because I was thinking about it. And, you know, if you do the research, I did a whole podcast about arthrogenic muscle inhibition and how much we know and how much we don't know. And there are lots of theories and some of them believe that it's in the brain. Um, some people think it's segmental. Uh, I'm curious. I, I really feel like it's in the muscle. I really think the muscle is what's being affected. Um, in the German language, and also in Dutch. Uh, numbness is the same word or similar word as deaf, deaf or deafness. So in German, it's taup. And uh, when you numb something out in Dutch, it's verdolfen, and dolf is, is deaf. So um, I think they're on the right thinking the Germans and the Dutch. I think the muscle is deaf. I think the muscle is not receiving 
the signal properly. It's not paying attention. And when we use electric stimulation in the motor point, I think we make the muscle more excitable. We restore the excitability that the muscle requires in order to respond to nerve impulses. Um, skeletal muscle has um, characteristics like elasticity, excitability, and contractility. And it's my opinion now, after just kind of doing this for a while and seeing the results, that electric stimulation, uh, acupuncture, with an acupuncture needle in the motor point of the muscle and applying electric stimulation, often somewhere between 1 hertz and 10 hertz, will improve all three of those characteristics of skeletal muscles. So you get your elasticity back. This is how we improve joint pain, tendonitis, tendinopathy, bursitis, um, even uh, pain caused by osteoarthritis can be decreased or eliminated by restoring elasticity to the muscles that cross the joint. So we know the elasticity comes back. We do length testing before and after, and we can even follow up with that patient a week later, two weeks later, and see that the elasticity continues to be there. So it's long-term correction of muscle shortening. And then contractility, absolutely. Um, you can do muscle testing. You can see people um, who are very athletic and do uh, like CrossFit or Olympic lifts at the gym. They will hit a new personal record on strength after treatment. So I think what we're doing is allowing more muscle fibers to be recruited uh, for strength for um, activities requiring strength so we're getting contractility back and i believe the excitability that muscles need in order to listen to the nerve signaling and not be deaf um, is also being restored i'm not a neurologist i'm not a scientist but i unfortunately don't think there are many of the most qualified uh, scientific researchers doing electric stimulation acupuncture. So they're not able to observe what we observe with our patients and therefore unable to even construct a study to look into what we're, what we're seeing. Um, and I, I don't know how to bridge that gap. Um, unfortunately, we're in this world where... Uh, scientists will hear that we do acupuncture and the next thing they do is roll their eyes and, <laughs> you know, next question, please. Um, unfortunately, we don't have, um, uh, we're not, we're not uh, well known in the world of science and medicine for contemporary acupuncture using motor points and working on myofascial restrictions and improving proprioception and um, the things that we do with electric stimulation acupuncture. So we're, we're kind of in this 
netherworld um, where we see the results. Our patients know about us. Our patients refer their friends. We're getting great results and nobody knows. It's uh, Does the tree make a sound when it falls in the forest? You know, um, and for those of us who are who are doing this to help people, we're fine with it. I'm fine with it. But um, I sure do wish I knew someone who did neuroscience research on things like arthrogenic muscle inhibition so that I could demonstrate with live patients reproducible uh, um, effects. You can, you can really reliably count on many of these improvements on almost every human um, muscle will respond in, with a beneficial um, effect with electric stimulation acupuncture. So you'll see you'll see great um, improvements in mobility, even for people who are who are advanced in age. Um, you know, even Dr. Gunn, who does um, IMS. Um, will warn his older patients, you know, your muscle is different. We don't know how much benefit you're going to have from the treatment because as you age, your muscle changes. It becomes more fibrotic, less um, less flexible, less elastic. And, you know, you definitely see this with older patients. You'll see... Um, much harder muscle. You'll see much more ischemia. You'll you'll see much more inflexibility, and to s- some degree, we really we do have to set expectations when treating someone uh, in an advanced age who has had chronic pain because they're the, the amount of ischemia and muscle tension that they have um, can be prohibitive. Um, but even on some of those toughest cases, you just have to you just have to move the dial a little bit for that person to give them a benefit. You don't have to change their muscle back to what it was in their 40s. You really just have to get them to where it was when it wasn't hurting. That's like a a little easier to do. Um, very often, we're talking, you know, just a slight change in their dorsiflexion of you know of the ankle, or maybe external or internal rotation of the shoulder, or left right rotation of the neck. Um, sometimes, just you know, giving them an extra five degrees or 10 degrees of improved mobility will be sufficient because you're getting, not only getting the mobility back, but you're taking pressure off the joint and the tendon. Um, you may be taking pressure off of nerves and, and arteries and blood flow. You may be um, um, just improving uh, postural issues. Those are all... Um, big shifts for somebody 
who's living with chronic pain, you can make a big improvement without having to um, get them back to where they were 30 years ago. So um, we do see those benefits even in older patients. And the ones who come in who have been physically active, um, I'm thinking of a guy who's like, I think he's almost 80 and he still runs. The difference in his muscle is so remarkable. It's, it's so great when you have someone who's coming in and you know that they're, they're in their late 70s, early 80s, and you know what your expectation is for that patient and it's that it's going to be more limited than if they were half that age. And when they come in and you find out that they were that they're athletic, they walk every day, they they do things, they do stationary bike or they do something with the elliptical or whatever, you really can feel the healthy quality of their muscle. Their muscle is way more supple, much more responsive to the electric stimulation. You can you I mean, sometimes it's better than some of my 40-year-old patients, to tell you the truth. Sometimes um, it's shocking to me how well they respond to the electric stimulation and I see the muscles moving without me having to try to intervene with higher frequency or higher intensity of the stim. Um, that's always, it's a bit of an outlier, but it's a great thing and it's, it says a lot for why people should keep moving. It's the sedentary adults that get so tight and ischemic so um so it's my opinion that we are improving all the characteristics of muscle tissue of of skeletal muscle uh, with our electric stim acupuncture and um i would love uh if anybody out there listening is doing research on muscle inhibition, please contact me. I would love to talk to you. And, um, and if you're not an acupuncturist, um, demonstrate for you uh, the consistent results that we see using electric stimulation and motor points of muscles. It's, um, I don't know, I, it never stops pleasantly surprising me. Um, you would think after a while I would just um, know to expect it, but sometimes it still catches you off guard. You just think this person is old and this is going to be minimal change, um, and they'll surprise you. They'll, 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 uh, they'll stand up and say, oh, my God, I can do this or that, or you know, I couldn't put my foot up on my knee to put my sock on before, you know, things like that. Um, it's just always pleasantly surprising what you can do with five or maybe seven minutes of electric stimulation of motor points in, in tight ischemic muscles that have been stuck for maybe decades. Um, and then their improvements are still there when you, when you see them again, they're still doing great. And Many, sometimes it's many months um, and they'll come in for something else. And, and, you know, I usually will do a little maintenance on the original issue, but um, 
these results last. And that's what's really kind of surprising, especially if the theory is always that things get bad because of spinal compression. Um, you, I agree that they do. They, you know, absolutely. Um, things can go into spasm. Things won't uh, stay released when there's too much spinal compression. Absolutely. But for the average person, um, I'm pretty sure I'm walking around myself with some, you know, loss of disc space at L4 and 5. Um, it seems to me that's just kind of what happens to humans who walk upright. But, um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not suffering from it. Um, I probably might, maybe my hamstrings are a little too tight from that. Or maybe, maybe sometimes my calves get too tight. I don't know. Um, but is that just overuse or is it compression at L4-5? So uh, I would just put it out there. It's worth um, treating, reminding patients that if they're going for a surgery, a procedure that will alleviate a nerve compression, uh, they should still come and see you a couple months after surgery especially if they're still having some symptoms. Um, because I think, you know, and this happens with knee patients all the time. They, and hip replacement too, by the way. Um, the sh muscle shortening that happened because of the joint problem and the inflammation and the pain will continue after the joint replacement. The doctor's, can only do so much for you know the the muscles they they will pull them off of the the bone they'll replace the joint they put them back on the bone and it's time to heal and once the you know the joint and everything is healed once the surgery scar is gone is better uh, those muscles are still short and tight and inhibited so it's time for, you know, once you're healed, six, eight weeks out, it's time to get those muscles firing. And and it's really satisfying that you can help somebody after a knee surgery, after a hip surgery, and and they stay better. You know, they come in um, still tight, maybe still, maybe they're still doing physical therapy, et cetera. They're feeling better. They're having a lot less pain, but there's still some weakness. There's still some tension. There's still some, um, you know, muscle inhibition. And we can greatly improve that if we treat them with electric stimulation um, post-surgery. So that's just something I'm thinking about this week because of the patient I just saw and several patients that I've seen um, post-surgically who had symptoms that kind of were still hanging on. You know, um, sometimes you get a new patient who had a knee replacement and they're still in pain and it might be a year after the joint replacement and they're still in pain and the doctors maybe follow up with an MRI and everything looks good, but the, the patient's still in pain. And maybe they even have a discrepancy in the size of the muscle. They've, they've had atrophy, they've had muscle inhibition, they've had um, a lot more 
restriction. Um, those are great candidates for electric stimulation acupuncture because the doctors have ruled out anything that's going wrong. So you can be pretty confident that the issue is muscular. Get your electric stim going on those motor points. You can restore the elasticity, get their flexibility back. You can improve their contractility. So they're recruiting more muscle fibers. And then you can, you can restore the excitability of the muscles. They start to listen to the nerve signaling, less deaf, and they fire better. And then they can actually start to benefit from the exercise that they've been doing that wasn't helping because now the muscles uh, listening to signaling and recruiting more fibers and, and able to move in the correct way. And now the physical therapy can actually benefit because once everything is restored to normal function, it's time to retrain the brain to move the way it's supposed to move, to get your body moving the way it was supposed to move before the pain and injury. Um, okay, so I rambled, but um, I pretty much said what I wanted to say and just kind of putting it out there to um, for patient education and to know what you can do for people um, post-surgically, especially when they're still having uh, symptoms. Okay, hope you have a good week. Take care.